Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. I feel so fancy right now. You should feel fancy. I put, I just pushed many buttons. <laughs> Literally, not figuratively. <laughs> so welcome to the Round Hill Media Studios. It is fantastic. What an amazing job you have done. Thanks. We are surrounded by things that I don't understand. I mean, same. <laughs> We're learning every day. I don't know their names or what they do, but they look incredibly cool. I feel, I, you know what I feel like? I feel like a pilot. Yeah. I'll insert for our video friends, I will insert a picture of my sort of command hub here. Um, but for our audio listeners, we have lots of new tech. Uh, we are in a new space. Uh, this is what I would call our soft launch. Soft launch. Very soft. soft. It's very soft. Uh, I would anticipate seeing some changes, some tweaks over the next years. I years. mean, let's be honest. We're always are we we're always tweaking. Evolving. We're always evolving. I like that. This Growing is why we with learn. Grace. <laughs> we are. <laughs> This is why you do what you we do. Hope. We hope. <laughs> like occasionally with grace. Yes. <laughs> we'll just keep growing either way. So we just thought we'd hop on. We're recording this a little bit ahead of time because next week is Labor Day week. And we wanted to make sure you guys still get an episode. We've been so good about the weekly episodes, we which has been, been really fun. I'm really enjoying that. So we've got some new, exciting stuff up our sleeve. We'll, we'll be announcing in the next couple of months. Um, but I just want to shout out really quickly to our leadership here who have really seen the value and merit of digital media in the new, this new like pandemic era and have really put, I mean, literally their money where their mouth is and this Mm -hmm. would not be possible without that vision. So huge shout out. Thank you so much for making this possible. I've had too much fun (laughs) with this. I'm like, this is, I get to do this for a living. This is so fun. Leslie's fun is carrying the rest of us. I want to say this right now. Yeah. It's it's an amazing investment. It's especially at this time. Yeah. Right. It's not just a matter of trying to sort of do the best we can because a lot of churches are are still struggling. Yeah. A lot with this. And I completely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you for mentioning that. The leadership's been wonderful. We have this wonderful studio and it gives us an opportunity to, you know, explore so many themes and topics that are of importance to us and hopefully to all of our listeners. Absolutely. And so you'll notice over Ed's shoulder for our video viewers. And I want to also highlight the video edition because I don't think a lot of our audio listeners, because I imagine a lot of people do what I do, which is listen to a podcast in the car. Yep. Um, but if you also enjoy listening to our podcast and maybe you're not commuting as much or what not, uh, we also upload a video version on YouTube. I don't know if you knew about that. Mm. So, and it's becoming even more exciting because over Ed's shoulder is a piece of his own art. <laughs> and I'm imagining this kind of like a living gallery. I love it. So it's like whatever is on Ed's mind is over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be much. It might be a blank canvas. <laughs> so we have we have some other parts. Of, and also for our video viewers, um, we're actually in the same room right now. It's kind of hard to tell, <laughs> though there's the same paint on the background. We have a huge plexiglass divider between us so we can record 
uh, sans masks. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are very, very distanced, hence the two uh, camera angles. So... We're making it. We're making it work. It is weird because we look like we're in relatively close proximity, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, do we want to look near each other or just super, super far? So it's been fun. Um, so we're excited to be in this space chatting together. We were talking before we started recording about this idea of simplicity. Mm. And I have to say, I actually hilariously today brought this cup that says, life is good. Oh, Keep it simple. I love it. Anticipating our conversation. Antis- I mean, I didn't even know. We're just that synced up. Um, and so what is it about simplicity that is so attractive? Mm. Well, I think uh, as everybody, you know, so many people, children and, you know, teens are going back to school now, college students going back to school. And uh, so the question is, how do you manage all of that in this pandemic world that we're still living in? Things are changing because of the Delta variant. So people have realized that in order to take care of themselves, you know, good mental health, we can't accommodate all that we maybe used to accommodate in our minds and uh, and still be able to adjust to these this evolving situation of the pandemic. So it made me think of uh, Henry David Thoreau and uh, his book Walden, and he says, simplify, simplify, simplify. And I like the way he says that because it's as if it's an ongoing process, right? So what are the things that we can actually... Uh, in churches, what churches are asking now are what are the things that we want, absolutely want to be doing, what are the things that we can let go of right now mm-hmm. that we shouldn't pressure ourselves to do? You know, let's let's think about the the core aspects of our life together. And I think that's something that families are thinking about right now too. There's only so much bandwidth, as we like to say, right? So I think that's part of where it is. Trying to be healthy mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to you know live in a world that's uh, constantly changing. And here, this you know awful, awful hurricane you know, that struck New Orleans um, and, of course, made it all the way up to the East Coast and really created a lot of damage, loss of life. Mm-hmm. So people are having to constantly, um, you know, figure out how to, it seems, to adjust to a new challenge. Yeah, and I feel like there was also an unexpected element of that because mm. we had another hurricane come, uh, what, a week and a half, two weeks prior. That one we kind of knew about. Mm -hmm. We had a little bit more heads up about the potential impact of it. And so then we all, at least I speak for myself, I relaxed a little bit. Right. And Mm then, oh no, there's another one. Yeah. 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 And it, and it came. And I, I did hear the word surprise used quite a bit, you know, Mm -hmm. from on the news and so on that, uh, yeah. I guess maybe we didn't think it was going to continue with such force right. Right, all the way up through. Right. Um, I can only say a word of gratitude of my procrastination because all the hurricane prep I had done two weeks prior, I hadn't undone yet. Oh, good for you. So all my cushions were inside. They were still... <laughs> and everything was tied ready. up. So it was not that I was prepared. I just hadn't unprepared. <laughs> Maybe good to just stay prepared. I'm now. just going to leave it. I think. I think so. I think because apparently now autumn has come to New England. So I know. And it feels odd to be in September. 
Yeah. It, it suddenly that was, you know, looking at the calendar thinking, gosh, how did it get to be September? So fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, and I think it's, it's also going back to the simplicity theme. I've talked with a lot of people who are doing a lot of cleaning out these days. Mm -hmm. They're actually recognizing that in this time of pandemic, this is a time to simplify. You yeah. know, what are the things we do not need to have around anymore? Yeah. Um, preparations for certain things are essential. Uh, but other things we can we can let go of. Uh, I have a bag of shoes <laughs> in my at near my door, getting ready to You're leave. Let go of them. Yes, I'm finally ready to let go. Yeah, <laughs> of the yeah. shoes I haven't worn in three years. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of that going around, right? I think so. Yeah. It feels good though. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. we had talked about uh, last week about this idea of control a little bit, and I think there's something to that mm -hmm. of just like. I have the power to impact my immediate environment and I can make it feel fresh yes. and new yeah. and clean. And, you know, I can do a positive thing in, you know, in this small circle. And I think that also ties into the conversation you and a few of our colleagues and I were having about compassion because mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. starting a, a, a series on compassion here mm -hmm. pretty soon and how you got to start small. Mm-hmm. It sounds like with anything, you have to start small. Yep. You know, um, I was talking with, uh, I've been talking with people who are very engaged in the climate change movement, right? They're doing everything in their power to be a positive influence in that way. And whenever I talk with them, they all say the same thing, which always sounds surprising to me, but it is start small. Mm. Start with the one thing that you can do because it, it, it with you know, our response to something that's that huge, that's mm -hmm. global, it can feel so overwhelming that sometimes the temptation is to say, I just can't do anything. Yeah. So what is, what is that one thing? And I remember, I'm not going to be able to say his name. It's Antoine Saint-Exupéry, the author of The Little Prince. So oh, yeah. this little, little classic book, The Little Prince. Um, but he was an area, he was a pilot. And he said, in conditions of crisis, you can only do that. You have to do the next immediate action. What's the next action you can take mm -hmm. and build from there? And uh, as we see people responding to so many challenges across the world, uh, things that have been, you know, the refugee crisis in Afghanistan and uh, rebuilding in, you know, New Orleans now, Louisiana, uh, in the wake of the, the hurricane, it's what is that next thing that you can do and just try to build from that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we can learn from people who are in survival conditions about how they're, they're trying to reconfigure their lives. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's actually talk about, if you don't mind, let's talk about our compassion series a little bit because I feel like it's, you know, it's one of those things where we started, you know, it started with the book, Karen Armstrong's book, 12 Steps to a Compassionate Life, right? Uh, which was a book club we did. I think we, if I remember correctly, we did a couple episodes of that here. Mm -hmm. We did. On the podcast. Um, and then it's kind of taking a life of its own. I feel like the congregation connected with it mm -hmm. in a really interesting way, our community. And then um, we're, it's kind of starting to grow a little bit. It is. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a couple of members of that book club were very personally impacted by the book and really took it to heart. I think one of the great things about Karen Armstrong's book is that she gives, she provides practical exercises throughout the book 
about how we can become more centered in order to be compassionate and also how we can reach out to one another and to the world in some very pragmatic ways. And I think people appreciated those, those directions. It has taken on a little bit of a life of its own. I think that's a great way to describe it. It's like a well-planted seed. Mm. And uh, so now the question is, how can we invite others into this conversation? Um, Karen Armstrong is very much a part, uh, I think was the founder of, a, of an initiative called the Charter for Compassion. And uh, that's a magnificent effort to try to involve communities all across the world to embrace a Charter of Compassion. Um, so, and to explore what it means, you know, what does this word actually mean? I thought it was interesting in her book that the, I think the longest chapter in the book is the one that's early on in the book that says just learning about compassion, mm -hmm. you know, come at it with a curious frame of mind. So, um, yeah. How is this going to unfold? I'm curious. I think I th it's really exciting. Mm. And I, it, it occurred to me the other day that when we were talking about sort of what compassion is and we're getting excited about it, it made me feel like. I think I said, well, we're in the compassion business. Mm, mm -hmm. This kind of feels like what we try to do here yeah. in a bit, in a big way. Yeah. Um, so it feels very sort of aligned with, I think, who we are. Uh -huh. um, and we, of course, want to create some opportunities for our online and media community to be part of that. So we'll have some, some info about that coming up um, and all those good things. Yeah. So... Yeah, I love I love that comment, uh, Leslie, about the the business of compassion. You know, business can have sort of a negative feeling for people, but mm -hmm. I I really like the word. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it kind of describes what's the work of the organization. You mm -hmm. know, we're we're running a business. And I heard someone years ago describe the church. Uh, he said, "Look, we're in the business of transformation. Mm. We're about transforming. Our our lives are being transformed by God." Uh, into and so that we become ambassadors for peace and love and justice. And we're also hoping to transform the world in positive ways so it's even more habitable for future generations. Um, but to be in the business of compassion is just to ask ourselves the question, what is this power, this God-given power in us to love, and what prevents us from doing that, and what can, uh, what can enhance it? Mm -hmm. That's what's really exciting, I think, because right now... Um, I think people, you know, that I talk to, are, many are feeling a little bit flat right now mm -hmm. because of the Delta variant. If you talked with people six weeks ago, there was like this rising optimism. Yeah, but now sure. that's been tempered a little bit. So this is a time to ask the question, okay, what what is this power in me, in mm -hmm. all of us, to rise up through this? And how do we develop the practices and the orientation and the attitudes that can help us to do that. To me, that's a really exciting question, right? Every day yeah. to ask that question. Uh, how can I make myself available to this energy that wants to be a part of my life? Mm -hmm. The business of compassion. You know, it's so funny that you use the word tempered just now. Mm. I had a whole conversation with a colleague yesterday about it. Um, we have a, a part of our organist organization, the AGO. Uh, we have a national co uh, convention coming mm -hmm. up this summer. And the the subtitle they've given it was called The Well-Tempered Future. Huh. Um, and they're thinking about uh, renaming it. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, well-tempered, uh, there's a whole Bach reference there um, with a well-tempered clavier and a very music uh, reference there. But then there's also 
like you said, everything's been a little tempered. Yeah. And so they're, I think they're finding a negativity in that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we're also going to, I'm just going to say it out loud before you figure it out that well-tempered future also, if you write it out, is WTF. So they're probably also trying to avoid that on a sh- on a t-shirt. <laughs> Which I appreciate, you know, or you know, it, or don't. Either one <laughs> choices. <laughs> Sometimes our best intentions don't work out they the just way. Back. We- <laughs> you need to look at everything from all angles, folks. You really do. So we're learning here. There's a lot of mental energy required in working these things through. Branding is tough. It's tough. Branding is tough. <laughs> this is why people hire other people oh, to do this. <laughs> it's not too funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. And it is interesting how the use of a word changes because of the context. I mean, the, the mm. you know, where we are right now, um, we do, really do have to watch our language <laughs> yes. in all, all the ways in all kinds of ways, right? Not just the obvious ones, <laughs> but then also it makes me think of like, you know, tempering chocolate, mm. which is obviously my natural second <laughs> place. My brain goes when it comes to tempering, which is also extremely difficult. I don't think I've ever gotten it right. Oh, okay. So I don't, you know, there's a, there's a negativity <laughs> association there too. I think that word's not going to work. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so for at least for this convention. You know, it does raise the question, though, of if you're having a conference next summer and there's so many unknowns between now and then, mm-hmm. to play with the title of it, to think about, you know, what what is it that the title of a conference could be that might work right. almost no matter what. I right. Mean, that's a very interesting exercise. Yeah. In almost any regard, right? Right. Well, you, know, I have, you and I have talked about that sometimes, you know, when it comes to planning... Sometimes today is just enough. You know, that's today is okay. Good. Today is good. And you and I have done, we're doing some long range planning, which is exciting. It feels optimistic. Yes. Which I think feels nice. It does. It does. And you, you said you were doing some work on that. You actually were working on some translations? Yes, actually, uh, because we're thinking about doing a, a, a series here in, after the new year. And um, I've been thinking a lot about uh, a Hebrew Bible story. It's actually a very long story about the biblical prophet Elijah. And he's intriguing because there's an ecological dimension to him. There's a prophetic dimension. He's also a very vulnerable character. In some ways, he's not a very nice, likable character, but he's, he's deeply and profoundly human. And I think that makes for an interesting study, right? So I've been translate just started to translate those texts from the biblical Hebrew so that we'll have some fresh translations to work with. And I want to give a shout out to Professor Jeremy Holton of Union Theological Seminary. Jeremy, thank you. So during the pandemic, I took two semesters worth of biblical Hebrew with him to refresh the work that I did. I won't say how many decades ago. It was a long time ago, and um, but it's it's enough to give me the tools to start some translation. And I'm actually working with uh, a lovely PhD student uh, whose name is Christian, and he and I are, are going to be doing that together. He's going to be giving me some help. So that's uh, it's nice to do that kind of planning and that kind of work because that can that can go on no matter what. Mm-hmm. And those are the sorts of activities I think right now we're looking for things that can go on no matter what. Yeah, uh, and and just give us enough energy to keep moving you know, into the future. Yeah. I love a good project. Well, thank you for spending this time with me today, Ed. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate it. And thank you all so much for listening. This has been Round Hill Radio brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. We'll see you back here next week.